It's all weird. It's all new. Our whole lives are fucking changed now. But it's all temporary. But I guess actually the only thing that's changed about our lives is not being able to just go to our favorite restaurant right now. Like, usually this is what we do. We're just home fucking working, smoking weed. Sitting here getting ready to smoke weed and drink coffee on camera talking about how tough my job is. <laughs> talking to the mic real quick. Talking about things. Talking about my poop mug. Talking about glass. Sweet, so we're all set to go. fucking joint lit first and we're gonna talk about all the fun things going on in our country right now whoa i don't like to twist up the ends of my my joints i leave them open and loose like that because when i twist them up they get like too packed and they like to like start really canoeing so instead we just let some weed fall out chunks fall out you know but that's that's why that did that because i don't like to twist up the ends Mm-hmm. Today we're smoking some GMO because literally I haven't smoked yet today because we've been running around and getting a couple last minute supplies because we are under quarantine. But before we get into today's episode and talk about all that stuff, uh, I just want to let you guys know that today episode six was supposed to be with Goliath, but unfortunately due to everything going on in our country right now, he had to uh, reschedule. He is going to come back in the beginning of May as long as we're all still here. Um, let's see what else here. Yep. And like basically this whole episode today I'd written down for like talking with Goliath and hanging out with him. So instead we're all going to just hang out. So light up your joints, get your rigs out. Um, today we're going to talk about honey jar recyclers. We're going to talk about the coronavirus. We're going to talk about things that we're experiencing within our community and the glass community, like things I'm noticing changes because of everything going on. But, um, like I said, let's smoke a little and hang out for a little bit here. And, uh, get caught up mm, it's windy out today i don't know if you guys can hear that probably not but it's fucking windy here it's really gloomy today too it kind of adds to the uh you know how like things are feeling it's like oh it's gloomy out and we're quarantined I'm trying to keep my wife and everyone positive around me but you know, it's uh, it's a little overwhelming sometimes with everything going on in the news. It's hard to be, like, positive. Like, it's funny for us. Like, we wake up in the morning, and we're like, oh, yeah, we're good. Everything's good. We're just going to stay focused. And then, like, by the end of the day, after we've smoked a few joints and drank way too much coffee and we're exhausted and worn out, we're like, oh, man, we got we to gotta do something. Like, the world's ending. So, like, we start our days on a positive note, and by the end, we're usually all stressed out. But I'm hoping this whole thing uh, that's going on right now is – I just hope it ends quicker than I just hope it I hope it passes pretty quick. It's uh this whole coronavirus thing is just crazy. It's uh it's 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 weird. Like I never I never I've always been in my own world being a glass blower, you know, smoking weed, like and now I feel like I'm kind of like part of the rest of the world and what everyone's experiencing. I feel like I'm part of that club now just because we're all in this together. You know, everybody Everyone will be affected by this. It's fucking crazy. 
So, man, things that I've been noticing so far with like with glass, like we've been ordering extra material, like extra um all the all the stuff we need to make what we make. We've been ordering extra of everything because I'm like, will the supply chain get fucked up from this? Like, will we not be able to get certain uh you know certain tubing or certain materials that you know we have orders booked for? And also too, like shops, will shops keep ordering this or that? And I'll tell you what, right now, guys. Um, we, our shops are still ordering. Like we have a drop coming up in Barcelona, Spain. I'm work starting on their order in a couple days here after I finish this village sensations order I'm working on, <coughs> but we've contacted our shop in Barcelona multiple times over the last week and be like, are you sure? Do you guys want the glass? Cause I don't want them spending money and getting in a position where they're like, you know, like they've spent a bunch of money and now they got glass, but they can't sell it cause things are all shut down. They might not be able to ship. But they assured me, they're like, we want our order. He's like, the guy that owns the shop in Barcelona is like, I'm still able to get to my store. He's like, we can't have anyone in there. Everyone's quarantined. He's like, but we have so many locals that want these RBRs that we're just going to like do delivery services or ship them to them direct if we can do shipping still. Like they're going to find a way to get people their rigs over there in Spain. So the collectors over there, all the people dealing with quarantine over there, appreciate you guys that you're still, even in this crazy time that you're like, super down to support my family, my company and uh, everything we're doing here. So that's really cool. But I thought that'd be something cool to kind of bring up is, is that like overseas right now where it's, I would say a little bit worse right now than we are in the States. Well, I'm sure we'll get there, but um, they're still buying glass. They still want to do drops and stuff. So if you're a glass blower out there and you're feeling like, Oh man, my sales are already getting affected. The more you get hung up and think about that, that might become a reality. I would say just keep crushing. And if what you're making at that moment, maybe it's not like selling because, you know, certain price ranges might be tough to sell during this time because people may not have all the extra funds. If you're a skilled glassblower, make something more affordable, make something fun. You know, even if it's easy for you to make it, someone else will love that, even though you're like, oh, that's a really easy piece for me. Well, yeah, it's easy for you. So sell it for an affordable price. Keep collectors having fun. That's one thing I want to do during this whole Corona thing. I've already done two giveaways during the pandemic, but I want to do like a lot of giveaways. I'm going to try and have another one for next week. Um, and basically just give away more glass than I ever have before. Try to keep it fun and give my collectors or people that like to follow my feed something to look forward to, you know, okay, Evan, Evan's doing another giveaway this week. It's something to fucking, you know, look forward to. It's all those little things we can accumulate throughout our week to keep us positive and keep our heads up. Um, because for me and my wife, like we're not, our lifestyle isn't being really affected that much. And I'm very grateful for that because we already work from home. Uh, we've basically already been quarantined for seven years because I don't go out and do anything. I don't hang out with anyone. Um, all I do is sit inside, work, smoke weed. Uh, so for us, things haven't changed a lot, but like, I'm like, you know, you see social media and you see all over the internet and you're seeing people's lives are really, really being affected. So, you know, anything that we can do as people that create things or make things with our hands. Let's make it fun for people right now. I think people are going to be looking at the internet even more right now. And if, I, if the majority of things out there are scary and negative, then I think we should combat that with some uh, positivity and fun things, little giveaways or like do little videos like this where we just talk and hang out for a little bit, catch up on things. I just said ketchup on things and I pictured ketchup on things like actual ketchup on assorted items. But so that's more of just like 
a thing to say to my other people out there creating and making stuff. Let's make it fun for everybody right now. We have the ability to do cool stuff and make stuff with our hands or create videos, create content. Let's, let's use this as an opportunity to go extra hard. Um, let's use this as an opportunity to create more. Um, I actually saw a really interesting post from one of my good friends, um, that I grew up with. And this girl, she's like traveled the world doing like different Peace Corps stuff and lived all over the place, like spent a year in Africa. She's been, she's just one of those people that's really intelligent, travels and helps people. And that's like what she does for a living. And she made a post today I saw talking about, you know, cause there's a lot of parents right now. Like I, I have a kid and like we've pulled her out of school at this point. Cause she was in like a private school thing. So they're still open. I think by next week they'll be closed. But, um, my friend made a post today talking about, you know, like, Hey, like, parents out there that you're starting to do homeschooling like it said don't it's like yeah it's like instead of like forcing kids to do this work right now and being stressed out or like trying to make your kids do this work just read books together read a novel to them then have them read a page or like just do things like that like make memories together hang out together this is not the time to force anyone to feel any certain way um we just need to to, to keep it just to keep it like positive and as light as we can within our own homes. Cause I feel like a lot of the change starts within our own house. You know, it's how you treat the people around you and the people you interact with like on a day to day. It's, you know, not about changing or, you know, people out there that you don't even know, which is a good thing to do too, but like just taking care of each other. And that whole thing I was getting at with like saying like, Oh, like if you're trying to homeschool right now, maybe just like, with everything going on, let's just focus more on like making memories and spending some good time together and learning in a different way. Cause you can learn a lot just from like hearing stories and having a novel read to you and stuff like that. So my kiddo is only 19 months old. So she's just, she doesn't know what the fuck's going on right now. She's just running around like a crazy girl and uh, her world hasn't changed at all. Besides she's not going to school to hang out with her friends right now. But the last like, few days we've been buying little bits of food like we're not going to the store and filling a fucking giant cart because there's only so much at the store so you got to be conscious of other people coming behind you people that work you know some people have to work all day and they don't get out of work until five six o'clock at night and then they have to go to the store they can't go first thing in the morning like people like me so what we're doing instead of going and buying a bunch of stuff all at once, we're going to different like like stores a little bit each day and just doing little bits here and not going too crazy. Because our supply chain is only designed for, you know, restocking what people like are usually buying. It's not designed for restocking for everyone buying everything. So we need to be conscious of that. Especially to people that are on different programs like WIC. You know, they have very specific items that they can only buy for their family that they can afford with food stamps and different stuff like that. These affordable items are disappearing so fast that there's people out there that can't even get food. And there's families like kids that they would go to school to get two of their meals a day. And then now they're home all day and these parents have to try to find a way to provide for these extra meals. So there's a lot, a lot going on right now. So, you know, we need to all be conscious of that for like, our loved ones and people we don't even know, but it's, it's those little things that even if you don't think it makes a big difference, like if there's only four things of butter left, just grab one. Don't grab two or three, leave one. Even if the asshole behind you grabs the rest and he fucks up that whole positive thing you were trying to do, it is what it is. As long as you're consciously trying to do things.
That's what matters. You know, I said this at the end of uh, last episode, but a rising tide lifts all ships. And I believe this, this is a, a philosophy I believe through glass blowing and everything I do. And what that means is, is if we all try our hardest and all try to do a good job consciously, then we'll all rise together. Even the people that maybe aren't doing as well, they'll be brought up too. Because the better and harder we all work individually and are conscious about things, I truly believe the better things we'll get. So this coronavirus thing is, uh, you know, that's what I'm, I'm talking about that this episode. I'm gonna t- we're going to talk about the honey jar cycle. We're going to get into function too. So if you don't want to hear me bitch and talk about all this stuff, probably fast forward a little bit. You will eventually start talking about pipes and function. But right now, we're just hanging out talking about life and getting caught up because things are crazy right now. And I'm just talking about what I'm seeing in my perspective of things. Um, but yeah, one second. Got to smoke a little bit because that was kind of a rant. The funniest thing about episode uh, five, it was last episode, I must have done this like like 30 times. Why was I doing that? I have no idea. It's so interesting. Like watching back these podcasts and making sure everything looks good because I want to do it for at least the first 10 of these just to make sure we're on track. But then after that, like I said, I might have to stop. But you see yourself do really weird things. You see yourself have like almost these like weird little ticks or like you just notice things. It's almost observing yourself from a third person. So it's... It's fucking interesting, but sometimes can make you a little self-conscious about stuff. You're like, oh, do I always do that? Is that, is that me? Fuck. So yeah, like I said, we're just buying little bits of stuff at a time. Not trying to go too crazy because <coughs> I've talked to like stores and stuff and like the people that work at them and they're like, we have, we're not closing for the foreseeable future. They said worst case scenario they only let a limited number of people into the store at a time or they do curbside pickup. A lot of these stores have online apps that you can like order everything you need. So worst case scenario, you have to sit in your car and wait in a car line and then pick up your, your groceries or have them delivered. We are in the best time ever. And I know a lot of people will say, no, there's like people dying and people are sick and there's like people that aren't being treated right and all these things around the world are terrible. But I think right now currently we live in the best time ever. Like we have, we have access to so much, like we have a way to communicate through the internet and stay connected and get different perspectives. Could you imagine if this was happening 30 years ago? Probably not because you weren't born yet. I just was born, but still 30 years ago, they didn't have this. So your only access to information, you'd watch the news or read the paper. Do you know how much more scared people would be right now? I think our country would be in chaos right now if this happened 30 years ago, just because the media would just be doing so much craziness to, you know, make things worse. But at the same time, I wonder if that would be true. I wonder if 30, 40 years ago, the media was more accurate because they weren't so controlled by like who got the most clicks. I think nowadays, maybe news has become so messed up just because they have to get a certain amount of clicks online to stay relevant. So they have to have like clickbait, like titles of stuff that makes people go, Oh God, what the world's ending when they click this, figure out what's going on. So I guess I just kind of flipped over my whole perspective there trying to say that back in the day, this would have been way worse because maybe the news was more accurate back in the day. But that's one thing I wonder is if the media has actually made some of this a lot worse on people. Maybe they're the reason that there's families out there not able to get food and stuff right now because of the way that they've, uh, the way that they've talked about this. And I know some of them are going back now and being like, don't buy everything. Like make sure you leave some of this person. But in the beginning they were like, you know, they were trying to get everything set up to like film the end of the world. And I really don't think that's the case. 
I think a lot of people are going to get sick. And I think, you know, people are going to pass away. But our world's not going to end, everybody. This is this is just part of our this is part of our history. And this is this seems new to a lot of us, but shit like this happens and has been happening for hundreds of thousands of years while our species has been here. So, yeah. Okay. Well, enough about that Corona, except I would say one more thing. Sorry. Glass blowing stuff with the Corona. I've called oxygen companies and this is more for my glass blowers out there. If anyone's like, had like been curious, I've called my oxygen company and they're like, we're not stopping delivering unless the fucking president sends us a letter saying you can't deliver oxygen to people. So there's some badasses down here at Colorado compressed gases, but I would definitely call your oxygen companies and see what's up because deliveries might get fucked up with like, you know, delivery drivers not being able to deliver for being sick or, you know, I don't know, oxygen need to be used other places. I'm not even sure if it's the same source oxygen, but it's medical oxygen, but it comes from the same places. I know that. So as glass floors, I'd call about that. Like make sure your, your oxygen provider is going to, they don't have any plans for the foreseeable future. They're going to be stopping. And if they are, try to order a little extra, even though I know that shit blows off, but get a couple doers and try to get as much done as you can before you can't get a delivery maybe for a week or two. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, that's, that's the only thing I've noticed is maybe like the deliveries with that and then propane and all that should be fine. I think. But who knows? Shit's changing day by day. So <clears throat> by the time this comes out, who knows? Like, <laughs> who fucking knows where we'll be? So we'll see. But um, let's talk about the honey jar recycler a little bit today. And then we'll get into some other stuff. Like I said today, I had a whole different plan because I thought Goliath was going to be here. So um, we're kind of just like hanging out and just doing our own little solo thing here today. So we're still going to have some fun talk about some cool shit. But definitely a little thrown off because our whole schedule is all whack right now. My throat is so dry. Oh my God. All right. So luckily I have a honey jar recycler today to look at. We, uh, I wanted to have one for last week's episode, but we got into the Titan RBR. talked a little bit about the micro RBRs, but today we let's talk about the honey jar recycler a little bit because this is like, this is the original piece. Like this is this and the RBR, the two pieces that I made, Back in 2013, when I first started blowing glass, <clears throat> and the honey jar recycler, I want to I want to go right back to the beginning because as an interesting history, I talked a little bit about the honey jar recycler. I think in episode four, I think I talked about a little bit about the honey jar recycler in episode four, but I'm gonna go back and do it again more in depth. Um, I didn't have one on the table during that episode, so now we got one. But um, the honey jar recycler, the first one I made, I made on accident. I was trying to make something else. Um, there's a glass blower out there. His name's rude boy glass. He makes like the Cheetos and stuff now, but back in like 2012, 13, he made like these pipes that was basically a puck shape like the RBR, but flipped on its side. So it was like this, like, like puck, like outside and you could like look, it was like looking through a window basically. And I thought those pieces were really cool. Like I was like, I had so many ideas kind of like based around like laying out the can like that. And, um, so one day I tried it and this was, uh, I would say I'd been blowing glass for about six weeks or eight weeks at this point. So I was like, I'm going to try one. And I did it in all color stuff. It was like my first in Calmo piece. It was like frit with like, um, it had like Aquazul frit and then like, um, Onyx black lines and then some like pink lipstick lines. So it was like pink, black, and like 
um, aqua is a pretty cool color combo. And I still have this piece to this day. I'll probably bring it on an episode eventually. Um, <clears throat> but it's inside in my glass display case. Cause I got a lot of pieces in there that are kind of like little milestones in history for me, um, of how I've like gotten to where I've gotten. So we can do episodes on older pieces in the future too, in different designs where we talk about how we got here. But the first honey jar recycler was actually made on accident because I was, uh, trying to, yeah, let's move this guy over. Here we go. That way you guys know what I'm talking about. <coughs> I was trying to make a piece that was similar to a rude boy piece, which was like this puck flipped on its side. Bang. Sorry, my dogs. They're crazy. Bang, lay down. It's a car, bro. My guy. Go find something to do. We, we never have the dogs out here during an episode, but yeah, they're here today. All right. So I was trying to make this rude boy piece similar, not his piece, but something similar. I liked how the can was laid out and I tried to make it. And what ended up happening is like, I fucked up one side of it. And then I ended up making like a big Maria, which is like right here, this part right here, you see, it's like the Maria. And I was like, Oh, I fucked that up. And then I looked at it like this and I was like, and I looked at some, I had like a, a little jar that used to be for, for honey. <laughs> Bane, stop itching your ear, dude. <laughs> My dogs. Um, I had this little jar on my glass bench that was holding rods. It was holding like colored rods. And um, I looked at it and I looked at the thing I was holding in my hand that I just made. I was like, that looks like that old honey jar. So I was like, okay. So I was like, it's got a Maria. It's a puck. Okay, I, I made this. So I know I can make this. And then I made another one. And it was a little smaller. And I was like, oh, fuck that one. I wanted it to be the same size because I was trying to make two of them. But then I was like, wait. I was like, if I... And I had the handle on it already. So I had, and then I made this section and I had the handle on it already. And then, so I put a Maria in the handle and I was like, that's a drain. And when I first started making these, like, and I was thinking about recyclers, drains have a funnel shape. They don't have this flat, you know, that's not how a drain looks on a piece. Um, but I had the handle on there already and I was holding it and I was like, that's a drain right there. There's the can. I thought about, and I was like, just got to put a perk in it and do an uptake and a mouthpiece and it's done. Cause the first honey jars, actually the mouthpiece came straight out of the top. It didn't have this sidearm thing and all that stuff. So it was much more simple. The first ones, these ones are a little bit more technical, but it was all like an accident one day. It just kind of came together. And it was, it was one of those things where I was like, I guess this is what I'm making now because it's the only thing I can make. I was literally just starting glass blowing. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know how to make anything. Um, I was just trying shit. I just knew that I needed a foundation. So here's the outline. I have a can, I have a drain. Now I have to learn how to put a perk in. So there was all these steps that I just kept adding into it and finally had a finished piece that was like my own. It didn't really look like I was knocking off anyone too bad. I didn't think I was like, okay, this looks pretty original. Um, and that's what I was trying to do too. I was like, how do I make something original and how do I even fucking make something? Cause I don't know how to blow glass. So the first honey jar actually happened by accident and I still have it. And I said, we'll talk about it in another episode. I'll show it off, but it was an accident. And once I made that though, it was like, once I finished one, then the ideas really started flowing. I was like, Oh, I could do this. I could change this. Then I ended up making about five other designs that were totally different style recyclers repeating the same shapes. And this is actually brings me, it brings up something I want to talk about that's kind of special with the honey jar recyclers that maybe, uh, maybe people don't notice, but I feel like people subconsciously notice it. 
let me take a sip of coffee, light my joint, but we're going to talk about some symmetry and how the honey jars are fractal and why that's important. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. Point. Yeah, for sure. Chest, so we can actually see it. Thank you, Mark. Appreciate you. Okay, so the honey jars. Why they're like one thing about them, and like I said, I it was like an accident how it happened, how I made the first one. But there was something uh, appealing about them, not just because they were a little bit original looking, but there was something else there. And I started learning about like fractals and shapes repeating in all different sizes, but the same shape repeating over to make one like thing and why it catches the human eye. And it's a, it's a appealing to us because it's like we notice it subconsciously, the repeating shape. So let's talk about the shapes that are repeating in the honey jar recycler. There's two main shapes in this. There's this puck with the Maria, and then there's this curvy shape. Now, if you look, the joint has that curve up here in the top of it. I'll turn it this way so you can see it better. This top part of the mouthpiece has it, and then this part of the mouthpiece has it. So you can see that this shape repeats three times throughout the honey jar recycler. Now, the other shape, like I said, is the cans. It's these like jar shapes like I talked about. Like That's why I named it that because I saw a honey jar on my bench that was holding rods. It looked pretty similar. Honey jar recycler. Um, this shape repeats too, and it repeats up into here. So it's like, and even like the drains with where the Maria's are on the uptake and the drain, the mouthpiece, the Maria right there, the ground joint with the Maria right there, repeating shapes throughout the piece I, I, and I, like I said, this was an accident, did it subconsciously, but as I learned about it, like learned about fractals and stuff like that, how people's eyes like catch different things and why it's appealing to us. I was like, that's, I think what it is. I like started like dissecting my finished piece I had and I was like, what's going on with this piece? What's special about it? Why do I like it? You know, I tried to look at it more from a, I don't even want to say it, but a scientific, you know, perspective. Because I'm not, oh guys, I'm not a scientist. I smoke weed all day and make pipes. Let's not confuse it. Um, but it was those repeating shapes and the like, almost like fractal like patterns that I was like, there. That's what it is. I think that's what the thing that's special about the honey jar recycler. And it kind of goes against the grain when you think about designing a recycler because of this flat drain right here. Um. I got water on the, in this, so I can pull on it too and stuff, and we'll talk about the function. But this is one of the newer honey jar recyclers, and this is actually the newest, newest ones. And I put a little bit bigger perk in these ones. I'm still always trying to refine stuff and try different ways and adjusting things to, you know, optimize the function. Like, And when I'm thinking about function too, I'm not thinking about just pulling on a piece in a video for you guys to show you something on Instagram. I'm thinking about how practical is it when you're actually smoking this piece. Like when, it, when you put a carb cap on it, when you're initially putting your concentrate in the nail, how are you actually pulling on it? That's like the one thing with the recyclers. A lot of people, if you're going to do a function video with a recycler for Instagram, throw the terps in there, put the cap on it, and then start pulling on it once it starts melting. Don't do it like a normal rig where you're like, like pulling on it while you're trying to get the stuff off your your dabber because what's going to happen is the first of all the rig's not going to function you're going to use 80% of your lung power just trying to get your stuff on your nail and then when you finally cap it to go to recycle 
you're not going to get a good video. You're going to make the piece look like it doesn't work. Um, so that's just my two cents. If you're going to make function videos for that internet clout, just know that put it on there, cap it, and then start pulling on it. Um, but I think about all these different things when someone's actually smoking, not just a function video for Instagram. I'm thinking like when you're sitting at home and you're trying to relax and enjoy an episode, and this is just a tool that's part of your ritual that you do use to calm down or enjoy part of your day. I want it to not be something that you have to do extra work for. It's just, you know, I want it to just function. So that's what I'm thinking about when I'm designing function. But the honey jar recyclers, these newer ones, I got a little bit bigger perk in there. Um, I did a bigger uptake. Uh, the ones that I've done forever, forever, they've always had a 12 millimeter uptake. The new uptakes are 16 millimeter. So it's a really minor change. It's only a hair bigger, but I noticed a change in function. And the reason I did that was because I was looking at the RBR and I was like, you know, what's some of the components in the RBR that make it hit special? And there's something about a fat, that fatter uptake, the more volume of water it's moving, it fills that chamber a lot quicker and gets that vortex just cranking right away without as much effort. But I know a lot of people out there that like design recyclers and stuff. Like we want to have those like slender, smaller, skinnier lines because aesthetically they, they actually look nicer. But for practical function, we need like bigger highways essentially. If you think of the uptakes like a highway, like the bigger the highway, the more traffic you're going to move, the more shit you got going on in the city. So that's what I'm trying to do. You need to add <laughs> bigger highways. Um, and, it, and I know aesthetically it doesn't look great on all recyclers. Some of these really like slender, beautiful recyclers, they just wouldn't look good with a fat uptake. It would throw off the whole look of the piece. So that's one of the hardest things I would say with being um, someone that really appreciates art and aesthetics. And then you're also trying to do function. It's like putting those two together in a format that pleases you like, oh, aesthetically, it looks beautiful. And then having the right function, it's hard. It's a hard balance. That's why I always say I don't think that... Um, I don't think the best recycler has even been made yet. I don't think, I think we all do really well. I think we have great designs right now, but I think we can do even better. So that's why we're just going to keep refining and making different stuff and playing with these pipes. So I'm going to, we're going to start doing some function on this here in a second. Again, I need to take another sip of my coffee and then we'll keep on chatting about the honey jar recycler. <coughs> Ooh. All right. This one's going to be at Village Sensations, by the way. This is part of their drop going out to Village Sensations in New York. Um, supposedly, they're, the store's closed here for a little bit during the quarantine, but they're still shipping locally for free and everything. So, so yeah, they'll be getting some honey jar recyclers. I also made the perks bigger in these newer ones, too. I did say that a minute ago, but I'll explain the size change. It's gone from a 9.5 millimeter perk up to a 12.7 millimeter perk. And that's like the diameter of the, that tube that's, um, that's the diameter of that tube that's going through here with the slits on it. That's the percolator. It's a reinforced gridded inline. So when I say reinforced and I say this just about the honey jars too, it means it's welded in two points. It's welded here where it comes in. It's welded to the back wall on this side. And the reason I do that, um, is because if the piece were to tip over, these honey jar recyclers have like 100 millimeter base now they're huge so like tipping this over would be pretty crazy if you're able to do it just because of how heavy they are with how much water they hold and how big the base is but if it did tip over or something happened like that where there's a hard hit on the piece if the perk isn't reinforced which means it's well if it isn't welded in two spots 
that vibration could potentially snap off the perk inside the piece. So when it's welded at two points, it reduces the amount of vibration that will go through the vessel if it were to take a hit. And that's the same thing with shipping. Like if you ship a piece, even if it's in a Pelican, but stuff gets dropped and there is some vibration, if something's not reinforced, that might be the weakest point that where the vibration ends and then it snaps. So that's why I reinforce all my perks too, because these are supposed to be practical, like used daily driver. These are supposed to be tools that are part of your everyday smoking ritual and they need to be functional and built for like how people actually use stuff because I've broken perks off inside things, just cleaning them when I actually hit the side of the sink and then it's like vibrates and it's like tink and they're like, fuck, or it tips over your dog's tail catches it. So trying to do little things like that to increase, you know, the strength and reduce the amount of vibration going through the piece. Everything's welded in two spots, obviously, except for the mouthpiece, because the only way to do that would be to like throw a bridge in there, but that wouldn't look good. Um, and if a mouthpiece broke off, that's a super easy repair. That's a free repair. Um, all right. So also too, if you look, the joint is reinforced too. So it's welded here and here. And even this little bridge has a Maria on it too. This is the bridge right here I'm talking about. And even this bridge is welded at two points. It's welded to the joint and the Maria below it. So there's, everything's welded at two points and that's supposed to be like structurally. That's why I do that. All right, like I said, we're going to show some function, but I just talked a fucking bunch more about the piece. Don't mind me. It's been a while since I could talk about honey jar recyclers. It's been a lot of RBRs. So now we just got to figure out what angle here. Is this the camera we're going to use for the... Okay. I'm going to swing my mic a little bit this way so I can talk and still... Talk and still show some function. Also, too... I've had a lot of people, um, I've had a lot of Jesus Christ, don't mind me guys. I've had people hitting me up because asking where to get these RBR crew necks. I used to have the link on my uh, Instagram, but I changed it to the YouTube link so people could check out the podcast, but it's bmsglass.com. Um, just, you can click the link in the bio on Bear Mountain Studios Instagram, but the, the website's really easy. It's bmsglass.com. And you'll find <clears throat> the crew necks on there. You can find like mood mats and like stickers and all that kind of stuff. So had to say that because I've gotten a few uh, comments on the YouTube channel and stuff. People asking where I've gotten these things. So we have them for sale. <coughs> all right. We all set up, Mark? Yep. You good to go? Sweet. Let me make sure I'm behind it enough. And okay, sweet. All right, so... Like I said, the honey jar recycler doesn't have that traditional like funnel drain. It's like flat on the bottom, which looks kind of weird. Back in the day when I was making these, I'd have people be like, that's not going to work. And um, it does though. It's just like a kitchen sink. Your kitchen sink is flat in the bottom, but it still will make like a vortex, just like your tub, anything like that. So, but this is different than an RBR. The RBR is more of like that just like effortless overflow recycler. This is more of a traditional recycler where the smoke pumps through a condensed line and then expands in the chamber where it drains. So we're going to pull on it now finally. Now that bigger uptake, I wish I had one with the 12 mil. This fatter uptake has made a huge change to the way these hit. Um, it honestly made it feel a little bit more like an RBR, but with a little bit, like a hair more restriction, but not in a way where you're working harder. It's like 
you feel like the water and the smoke is really being like forced through that condensed line. So this, I mean, I'm gonna pull on it a couple more times, so I just wanted to talk about what was going on. Um, so this bigger like line and this bigger perk have completely changed how these hit. And I'm still keep refining these. Like hopefully next year I come out with the lathe made version that's like the refined HJR. These are honey jar recyclers. These are not part of the refined line. Um, I'm working on the refined line of all these different designs and it'll drop all different years and stuff. So we have lots more function to come, but I just wanted to talk a lot about the honey jar recycler today. <clears throat> so the bigger perk and the bigger line have really helped um, adjust the amount of like pressure and amount of volume of water you can move without any more work. Um, so I'm going to pull on this again. You guys can just really just check that out, see what's going on here. But um, these things, I just... I'm going to make myself one of these newer ones because this newer hit is like more opened up like I like, kind of like the RBR. Whoa. Hit the mic. It just, like, it, it feels like it's moving so much more water than like it, it was originally like the obviously like they've all been really dialed in and function great but it's those little adjustments like and some people might like the older ones better they might prefer a little bit more restriction i i kind of like that more opened up feel where it's like it's like no work for me because i got baby lungs so that that effortless hit for me is almost essential um but again it's all preference you know what i mean guys like that's, that's one thing. Like I've had people that like, like people like RBRs and I've had people that don't like them because they prefer more of a chug or they like more restriction. The RBR doesn't have a real chug. It's just a shredder. It moves water effortlessly. It just, it just goes. <clears throat> and that's what that was designed to do. The honey jar recycler hits more of that traditional like recycler feel because that's what I was going for on that one. I want to make all different pieces that have different function and they have specific function. Like you could hit them all blindfolded and be like, that was an RBR. That was a honey jar because they're going to have clear function, but each one will have their special function that makes that piece special. And like why you'd want to have one of those and have an RBR. Like they'll all have their own thing. They, I don't want it to be like redundant in function, but I do really like stuff that moves water like quickly and effortlessly. But the honey jar recyclers do have that little bit more restriction. The perks setup is totally different than an RBR. This has that gridded inline, whereas the RBR is the reinforced gridded shower head. So they have totally different hits. I know like like when I was buying a lot of uh, you know, tubes and production glass back in the day, I would always like I had pieces that had inlines in them, I had pieces that had shower heads in them, I had pieces that had tree perks in them. And you knew, you guys know if you buy all these different types of like bongs and tubes and stuff or have over the years, you know, they all have a different hit and you'd be like, okay, like I want to smoke this through the inline because the inline has more restriction or I want to smoke this through the shower head because has less restriction. So <clears throat> the perk is the engine of the piece and different engines have different function. So, you know, that's, that's more what I was getting at. Like I want to make sure I make all different stuff that performs at the highest level in each category. Um, yeah. So that's like the honey jar recycler. We talked a lot about that, but I honestly, I, I could talk about glass all day. Um, when I worked, like I worked for a head shop back in the day and I, I didn't even need that job because I had a landscape company, but I worked at the head shop just to get a discount and try to meet a glass blower because I wanted to blow glass, but didn't know where to start. 
and like I like I've said before in other podcasts, I was the guy that put water in every single piece while I was at work all day. I loved playing with function. It's just and I think it's why I sold glass well when I worked at the shop and I made a lot of money for the head shop just because when customers come in, I was so excited to show them. I was like, I just put water in this piece. Come check this out. Like, I don't know if anyone's shown you this yet. And they'd be like, oh, I don't really have any money, man. I'm just kind of looking. I'm like, you don't need any money. I just want to show you the piece. You don't have to buy anything. And that's kind of the stuff with like, the reason I'm saying that is like, that's how my Instagram is too. And the videos I'm trying to make and stuff is like, you don't have to buy my glass, but like, come hang out and see what I'm doing. Let me show you the function. Like, you know, it doesn't, you can be a part of this and experience this and enjoy it with everybody else. And you don't have to own a piece. This is like, I just want to show you guys. Um, you don't have to buy anything from me, but yeah, the, it's fun to start getting back into making honey jar recyclers. Like I said, we're only doing about 10 of these this year. Um, there's a couple dropping at planet caravan. I think next week, uh, I think they're probably gonna do their drop. And then this one and like a colored one will be at village sensations the following week. So we're only doing about 10 this year, but there's only, and there's, I think there's only going to be three colored ones this year and then the rest will be clear. So ultra limited, but, um, that's because like these are a lot, honestly a lot more work than an RBR too. There's just a lot more welds and shaping and seals. There's just a lot going on. Um, and there's a lot of steps. So these are a bit more limited. Um, and then the rest of this year, it's like prototyping other stuff and just getting the RBR orders out. And then next year, the orders won't be full RBR anymore. They'll probably be like, you know, like this many RBRs, then there'll be a couple hundred jar recyclers, then a couple of the newer designs, there'll be like some variations of different stuff. So the RBRs will become more limited. So appreciate everyone that's been supporting those. I'm going to make the RBR forever, but I want to show you guys other stuff too, because you've supported me so heavy with the RBR project. I just, I have so much other function. I want you guys to check out. Um, and like I said, even if you don't scoop, like come check out the function videos and see what we're talking about. And, you know, maybe get ideas for something you're working on. Be like, oh, I'm going to do bigger lines on this recycler I have. They look aesthetically fine on this piece and it'd function that much better. So I need to take a sip of coffee and light my joint again, though. This is fun, though. This has been chill. Honestly, it's been getting my mind off stuff. Doing this podcast. I mean, I'm talking about a lot of stuff. So obviously my mind's on it, but I feel like I'm just just hanging out with friends and just talking, expressing myself. So it's nice. It's very therapeutic. Someone left a comment the other day saying on one of the podcast things on Instagram and was like, how does your wife feel about your super feminine voice? Or no, he's like, he's like, what does your wife think about your super feminine voice? And I said, like, it's all we talk about. So every time I come inside, she's like, why do you sound like that? Also, too, another favorite in-person comment. Like, you know, nowadays we're used to, like, Instagram comments, YouTube, Facebook, whatever. I got an in-life comment once from someone I didn't know, and it was just in passing. It was, like, a real comment. Like, they didn't stop and talk to me. They just walked past me, turned around, looked at me, and this guy said to me, he said, I thought you'd be taller, and then just kept walking. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, that was a life comment. That, that, that was it. <laughs> like... And, and I, I'm glad he didn't say I thought you'd be skinnier because then I would, my feelings would have been hurt. But um, he's, he's like, I thought you'd be taller. And then just kept walking. And this was a DFO. I'm like standing outside a tent waiting to go blow glass. I'm like all uncomfortable, like standing there. Like, okay, I'm like smoking weed. And uh, just walks by me, says that. And I was just like, I just started laughing. I was like, that was amazing. And I was like, I bet if me and that guy talked, we'd be friends. But um, yeah, 
I don't know how we got there. We did, though. Mm. That GMO, it's like cat piss and gasoline. <laughs> Who would want that? In any other way but weed, every, anything, everything else is like, that'd be gross in any other form but weed. But it's good. And, you know, every batch of GMO is different. And everyone has a different uh, terp profile when they taste stuff. Everyone has a different thing that they taste. But for me, that's that GMO. It's really something. Needed it this morning. I had to go to the grocery store this morning and get the last couple things because starting tomorrow, we're not going to we're gonna self-quarantine for two weeks to try and do our part for the coronavirus. And, you know, just do what, do what we can. And what we can do is just really not go out like – well, we, we only usually go out a couple times a week to just get groceries, but we're trying to like, we just got the last little bit of stuff we need. And we also do a food delivery service. Um, if you guys see me always posting those keto meals, like we're not like, we make all that ourselves, but we're not like going to the grocery store and like buying the right ingredients and being creative. Like we don't have time for that. We order, we have a food delivery service. They deliver the meals and we like make them. It's just the ingredients and then they give you the fucking recipe and it's all keto and organic. And that's from Green Chef. This is not a paid ad for Green Chef. Um, I wish though, dude, we might get it guys. We might. Manscaped reached out. Um, but I don't know if I'm ready to sell you guys stuff to shave your balls. So, um, but yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I use Green Chef. They're, they're fucking, they kill it. And that's how it, we, we're always posting those keto meals and stuff. I'd I, I, I want to be transparent about some stuff because the internet's really funny. People might see me like, oh, he's working all night and sending out big drops and he's fucking making keto meals and doing this and fucking doing the podcast. How's he doing it all? I'm like, dude, it takes a lot of work. We all work together, team effort. Um, and no, we're not fucking creative with the food. We just order that shit. So, and that's something we're helping to do right now too. We've been doing this keto stuff for over a year and, um, now with the coronavirus happening, it's like, we've been doing this. So we get like, you know, five days of meals delivered every week already. So like stuff like that might help too. And all these food delivery services have been sending out stuff like saying like, Hey, we're not going to stop doing this. Like, cause they have contracts with people that they like, basically it's not like a bidding war for food. Like, it's like, no, we're, this is our food. We paid for it in advance. Like it's coming. So they said they're going to keep coming. And I think that's like most of the big ones. Cause we've gotten like emails from other companies too that we don't even buy food from and that send those dinners that you make yourself so that's another way to like self-quarantine so you don't have to go out maybe look into that um and or if you know someone that's already doing it most people can send out a couple free boxes to friends and family to help maybe get them on that food plan so if you know someone they might have a way to get you a free box and try it out but yeah, so we're doing those food delivery and then I got the last little bit of uh, groceries we need today because we need like milk and stuff for the baby because she like needs certain things in her diet. Um, so yeah, we're all set up. Um, we got all our material. Um, so we're business as usual. And also too, um, this I don't think this will come out in time, but we're going to start doing our Sunday sales again. We're not going to do them every Sunday, but I think we're going to do them like once a month or two a month maybe so uh we can uh help take care of people and take care of our close family and stuff because things are crazy right now some people are getting laid off and stuff so we're gonna start doing our sunday sales again we're gonna have some really unique stuff dropping that obviously can't get in stores we do like the mini double diffuse those aren't even available for shops um and those are much more limited so we'll have uh, a few different things dropping on a couple different sundays but yeah so yeah, we're in that self-quarantine phase right now. Starting tomorrow, we're officially not going out anymore. Still going to do the podcast, so I'm going to make my producer go out unless he tells me he's too, he can't. 
I wasn't going to say too scared, but because I don't think he's scared of anything. <laughs> All right. So, <coughs> man. Also, too, that giveaway on the last podcast is over. No more emails about shrimp donuts, please. My wife got so mad at me. Uh, I thought it would be funny, but it would have been. Here's the thing. It would have been funny if she didn't get the emails when she was hungry and not stoned. So she got the emails at the worst time. And then she was like, I'm getting all these shrimp donut emails. It's kind of annoying. And I was like, oh, shit. So I went inside. And yeah, so we, we the winners, we've, we've got, we've, we have the fucking uh, stickers going out. No more emails about shrimp donuts, please. And honestly, me saying that right now probably will generate more emails about shrimp donuts. That's the internet. It's amazing. So yeah, that was fun talking about the honey jar recycler and stuff though, guys. Today I'm uh, getting into uh, making some clear RBR steaks. I'm crushing through Village Sensations order. Um, and that's going out to New York, like I said, a little while ago. And then we have our order going to Barcelona, Spain. It's going to Boom Bap. I think a lot of those pieces may be pre-sold to locals though. I'm not sure. So today is a day of clear work, which is nice um, because I don't know. I just did so much colored work and clear work doing that planet caravan order. I don't know if you guys saw the planet caravan order, the post I made about it. Oh, I'm never doing an order that big again. I'm done. Dunzo with that. Can't do that ever again. It was too much. Uh, the just making that many pieces just means like, I don't even know if I should get into the business side of it. It's just a lot of overhead and a lot of waiting. It's a, it's a long time before you really get paid because you have to get so much done. Um, whereas when you do a little bit smaller orders, you know, you get them done, you can maybe get a paycheck every week. So I think those big orders also are, they're just, they're overwhelming. Like the, the amount of boxes we had to ship out, like size of a car, it was huge to ship 80 pieces because they aren't small pieces either. Like these pieces are, you know, 10 inches tall or so. And I mean, I know that's not huge because back in the day we all had tubes that were fucking like 18 inches or 24 inch tall tubes. But Nowadays in like the rig world and handmade stuff, like these are on the bigger side. I would definitely say I would almost everyone, the first time they see an RBR, they're like, well, it's a lot bigger than I thought it was going to be. Um, <clears throat> so to ship 80 pieces that size, huge boxes, just, it was insane. It literally took, it took my shipping guy like three days to wrap it. It took him like, I think 12 or 14 hours to wrap it all. And he, he could have probably done it in two days, but he works another job too. So he comes in here when he's not at his other job. So it was spread over three days. It was a lot of work for him. It was just a lot of work for everyone. Um, but the whole team, like everyone crushed to get it done. I mean, I'm making all the pipes, but I need a team around me because I used to make all the pipes. I used to do all the shipping. I used to do all the DMS and it, it became too much once, you know, once, you know, people started noticing my work and wanted to buy stuff. So man, without the people helping me, it's, I'd be in a weird, I, w I just wouldn't be getting, like moving forward. I'd be just stuck. Cause what I realized is I was like, I could see the ceiling at, at a certain point when I was work, like <clears throat> once you're working fucking like 16 hours or 18 hours a day, even if you're not physically working, if you're just awake that long, cause you're doing all different stuff for your business whether it be like, <clears throat> like customer service or you have to do prep or shipping or whatever, 
if you're working 18 hours a day, seven days a week, and you're still behind, then you've found your ceiling. You're like, this is it. This is as much as I can make if I kill myself. And if I want to work a normal job where I work, you know, 40 hours a week and I have the weekends off, I'm not going to make anything because glass blowing is brutal. Um, I think I, I encourage people to try it and I encourage people to do their thing with it, but I don't, I don't want to miss it. I don't want to tell you that it's, this is an easy path. This is a very, this is very challenging. Um, not only physically, but mentally and like, especially on relationships, all different stuff. It's, but like anything, anything worth doing isn't easy. You know what I mean, guys? Like, you know, that's why we do things that are challenging so that we can feel like, you know, like we can feel that feeling of, I did it. I fucking did that thing that was super hard that maybe not everyone can do. Man, with my perspective and sometimes and how hard I work, I'm like, and like, I'm just making pipes though. I'm like, man, like imagine people that like make stuff to really change the world. Like, holy fuck. Like people that put that time into actually like doing things to benefit like you know, actual positive change for things. Like sometimes I'm like, man, sometimes I wish I was, I could put this much energy into other stuff, but I'm fucking obsessed with pipes and functions. So that's where I'm at. You know, that was more of my point is that like, man, I wish I could be like, take all this energy I do into pipes and how crazy and hard I go into making pipes and all this that I do. I wish I could put that into something that benefited, you know, benefited my family or like the world more. But I, I mean, this is what I love. I love function. I love making recyclers. I love making pipes. Like I love cannabis and this is the world I want to live in. So, and that's, that's my like thing. You can't force it. I mean, if, if you want to become a glass blower because you really want to put in your bio that says you want to put glass blower in your bio, don't become a glass blower. It will, it will be a, it'll, all your money will get wasted and you probably won't get very far. But if you want to get into glass blowing because at night when you're laying in bed, all that's on your mind is like, I want to try this weld or I want to see what happens if I do this type of uptake or drain. I want to see what the water does. If you're, oh, I want to see what this color looks like layered over this color. If you're up at night and you can't go to sleep because all you can think about is trying all this stuff or trying glass blowing, then you, you absolutely need to blow glass because this is one of those things where it is an art form and it does obviously take a lot of practice, but I feel like a lot of people could do it. Um, I wasn't, I'm not an artist. Like I'm not, I can't draw. I can't like, when I think of an artist, I think of like a painter, uh, like a photographer, like someone that has like an eye for that kind of stuff. And it's like, I just, I just love building things with my hands and fucking, I love, I love that I was able, cause as a kid, like all I did was build forts. Um, I played a lot of like Warhammer and model based games where you like build models, paint them and shit. So, and like playing with connects and Legos, I was always just building things and that's what I love to do. And then like through my teenage years, like, you know, I lost that spark of feeling like a kid. Cause you know, life, when you're become a teenager, like shit, shit gets real sometimes. Then you're like, fuck, I'm not a kid anymore. And then I lost that like spark I had. But then when I started smoking weed, when I was about 18, I felt like a kid again. It was very weird. It was like, I smoked and I was like, Oh, like I felt that like spark of creativity and like wanted to have fun and then I was able to like find glass blowing and glass blowing incorporated how I love to build and create things with my hands and I would smoke and I get to smoke through them. I get to actually use them and make them. It's, it was like, it was too perfect. 
it was too perfect of a career. And when I first met my wife, no fucking lie, when we were 15 years old, she's like, what do you want to be when you grow up? I was like a stay-at-home dad. And that sounds ridiculous. And I'll, and I'll tell you more about why I said that because it goes deep. But I'm able to be a stay-at-home dad. I get to make my pipes. I get to feel creative. I get to make things all day. Like, And, and all that came from just hardworking guys. I didn't have family that could give me money or I didn't have... This was all just working hard and wanting to do it. <clears throat> and if I can do that with making pipes and smoking weed, and I wasn't doing like illegal shit either to like do the glass thing. Like this is just hard work and being in debt for a while. Um, but it takes sacrifices and hard work like that. But if, if you're willing to do it, this is, this is a career. This is something crazy to do. But yeah, real quick. The reason I said I wanted to be a stay-at-home dad is because when I was a little boy, I loved uh, Rugrats, that TV show, and I really, uh, really connected with Chucky Finster. And uh, he was there was an episode where he was bad at everything, and I felt like that as a little kid, I felt like I was bad at everything. And then at the end of the episode, he saw his dad being a really good dad, and he's like, you know what, I want to be a good dad. And I thought of that, and I was like, I want to be a fucking good stay-at-home dad. I want to hang out with my kids and just have that lifestyle. So. Everyone wants something different, but that's a little background of why I wanted to do that. It's a really weird... We, we're going to weird places today. Stuff that I don't even normally think about. But that's healthy. It's healthy to think about different stuff. If you, Sometimes you can get trapped in the same thoughts day after day. and You know, it's, it's good to switch it up. You know, put yourself in different places. And that goes for life, too. Like, try things that you're not good at, you know? Go somewhere and do something you're uncomfortable doing even and be bad at it. Let your ego feel that. Let your ego feel scared and uncomfortable. It's healthy for you. I promise. I do it a lot. This podcast is a weird... It's I feel vulnerable and nervous all the time. I love doing them. I get excited about them, but it's, it's, it's crazy. You know, posting up your face and talking about stuff like this. Like, I just talked about Rugrats and shit, dude. I'm You, you all could make fun of me so easily, but... In the first podcast, I think I said it, like some people from these podcasts will really connect with some me and want to keep following. And then I might lose followers from these because I'll be like, this dude's an idiot. So who knows? But we're just trying to keep it real because I don't think that, I mean, Instagram right now is our only platform for advertising what we're doing for the most part. So I think we need to do different stuff as glass artists and even collectors or people in the industry. We just need to do different stuff and create content for people to watch and make shit a little bit more fun. Because Instagram is, you know, it works, but it's like, it's a lot of work and it's one of those things that's brutal. You know, some people really get fucked on there, like with how posts are and like the algorithms and stuff. Like I see people all the time that used to get like so much likes and, and it's not like people don't like their work anymore. That's not the case. It's not like people are like, oh, I don't like that anymore. It's just, they're not seeing it. There's something fucking wrong with Instagram. I'm grateful that it's not happening to me, but I see it happening to people that like, you know, are much more skilled artists than I am with incredible bodies of work. And for some reason, their art isn't being seen by the people that need to see it. And it's, it sucks. Cause it doesn't, that's the shit that needs to be seen. That's some guy making recyclers all day. All right. What else today? Where are we at Mark? You know, we're on time. Like, like 35. You're like an hour. I'm like an hour. What the fuck happened? All right, guys. Well, this has been crazy. Fucking hour? Wild. Fun shit. Is that including the B-roll? Or like the beginning of it? A little bit of it? That's like an hour and six. Oh, shit. It was like five, ten minutes. 
Fuck yeah. Well, hell yeah, it's been super fun. We're now, like I said, we are rescheduling with Glide. It's May 1st. I think he's supposed to be here. If everything works out, we'll see what fucking happens. Um, drops coming up at Village Sensations in New York. They're gonna they'll ship. Everyone's gonna ship right now, dude. They'll hook you up. Like, talk to these stores. They need you to keep supporting. Um, I see people out there getting nervous about selling glass and stuff. The stores need the glass floors just as much as the glass floors need the stores. So let's all work together. Let's make stuff in the right price ranges that people want right now. Let's, you know, make it fun for the collectors and customers because <clears throat> I think that's what we need right now as an industry to have a good time. And we'll end it on this. Yesterday's history and tomorrow is a mystery. You just live in the moment. Don't think about you know, what if this is going to happen tomorrow? Don't think about what happened yesterday. This is, let's all focus on day to day what's going on. Because if we look too far ahead, we may get ourselves in like more of a panic about silliness. Because I think we're all going to be great and be just fine. Thank you so much, everybody that listened today. We went a bunch of goofy places, talked about all sorts of shit. Um, like I said, we're going to keep doing these. We're going to keep putting these out. And uh, hope you guys uh, have an awesome day and stay safe out there. This is the What's Up Everybody podcast. And I am your host, Evan Mann. Thank you so much, everybody.